it's been way too long. Holy crap. What's it like? How long has it been since we've been on a podcast? <sighs> long time, dude. I mean, oh, dude. I mean, the last time I was on your show, I mean, well, you know, you kind of went through a lot of changes and you were kind of restructuring and doing different stuff. So, me changes? <laughs> that is kind of your middle name. Oh, my goodness. What is mean, this person? It was before you did a lot of things and it was, um, is when you were still doing uh um what is it game break what was it video game break did you forget the name of that because it is uh 8 30 a.m and i just woke up from a nap and i haven't had any caffeine yet that's how whoa it's 8 30 p.m is it and you just or said a.m 8 40 oh whatever yeah you know what it's it's at one of those one of those times on the clock you need, you need that coffee is what that means mm-hmm I'm drinking New York seltzer because I'm trying like to get New York seltzer. It's delicious. Isn't it? Vanilla is my favorite. Uh, root beer is pretty good, too. This is a black cherry soda. They're all good. They're all good, and they're not terrible for you like um, soda. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of stuff in those. Those are, those are pretty tasty. Um, so this is a lot of things. Uh, I'm here with Brad Galloway of, of many things himself. <laughs> not as many from... as you, man. I'm still, at, I'm still just a game critics and... And the So Video Games Podcast. That's basically no. my only jam these days. Yeah. So Video Games Podcast. And by the way, have you recently uh, used the way that I said it would be funny if you said the name of your podcast? Well, how did you say it? So Video Games. I haven't said it like that. We've tried many different pronunciations, many different uh, emphasis, emphasis points on it. You know, we've had like, you know, rising at the end. Strong emphasis at the beginning. We kind of go back and forth on it, but uh, I haven't done question mark at the end yet, I don't think. Video games? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that one's for free. I'll mark it down for the notes next time. <laughs> to just throw out immediately. Yeah, I'll just randomly, just randomly do it. I'll see if Corey wants to run it that way and we'll go for it. Let me, uh, let me talk to you a few things. Uh, so real quick, some housekeeping at the top. Uh, like you alluded to, yeah, the whole a lot of things has gone through a lot of different uh, transitions. Right now, it is essentially uh, coming back as a podcast, but also uh, a live show. And that's the one of our big jams that we're doing. So basically, you know, on this podcast, we talk about entertainment, pop culture, and I just continually consume all media. Uh, but then we also make bits out of it. And I always like make jokes and kind of like little, you know, discussions and stuff like that that turn lots of times funny. Uh, and then I do stand up and sketch on the on the other side of things. So we thought we'd bring them both together, and we're making a lot of things a live show uh, with people from the show. Right now, is that what we're doing now? What is happening now? No, no right. <laughs> what are we doing now? What is even happening? Yeah, that's coming soon. And right now, we're just getting the podcast back on track. Okay. I okay. miss talking to people about things. I didn't prepare a stand-up bit. I mean, I wasn't ready for to do any stand-up. You know so. what we? Okay, if that's what you're alluding to. Then yes, the show does start tonight, <laughs> and it starts with a sketch, and we'll do it before the end of this uh, our podcast. As long as one of us is prepared, that's fine. I am sort of prepared. Okay. Um, so, anyways, that's the quick housekeeping. The live show is happening. It's starting next um, month, January 10th is the first day. If you're in Seattle, local, uh, you can come out to the rendezvous. Um, and if you can, Brad, that'd be cool. If you can get away, um, it's going to be the rendezvous Thursday night. So it's almost the weekend this Thursday or when? No, it's January 10th. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. possibly. I got to check my check my very busy calendar, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's happening. The show is becoming a live show, comedy, sketches, improv, and discussions like this one. And this show is coming back uh, again in digital format. I'll make sure the audio sounds awesome next episode, just working out all the kinks. But um, there's so many people like you and other people all across the country that I want to talk to uh, still. So season two will be basically digitally so that I can talk to all the people that I want to. Sounds like a good idea. It's real tough to get people uh, in person these days. I know. I'd like it so much, but um, I'm just going to you know, do this for now. Just life, man. Life. Even like a short commute, even a little bit of a getaway, even anything in real life is real tough. And then traffic happens and, you know, it's just weird. You're like, I could just stay home. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. We have a lot of things to talk about, but one thing I want to talk about you with is games because obviously okay. you have a whole podcast about games. But um, I want to talk about some Spider-Man stuff at the at the top here. Yeah, man. So before we get into games, though, Venom, I saw it. Have you you have seen it yet, Venom? No, man. I saw the trailer, and I'm like, that looks like hot trash. I'm not going to watch that. I right. So give that hard pass. I, I thought you might say that, but also, um, like we talked about in the show before, you know, everything entertainment is expectation. So, you know if you see that trailer and you were expecting some sort of like Marvel movie, it definitely isn't that. But I went in after all that stuff and people were saying like, it's a kind of a weird kind of dark humor indie film, essentially (laughs) with, with some CG. Um, Sure. Sure. A little bit. Yeah. And I went in and you know what, believe it or not, there's only the CGs mainly at the end and I just really enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, I, my expectation was zero, right? It was like, this is going to be hot garbage, and I wanted to like try to fast forward it to get to the end of it. And I didn't fast forward it, and I had a good time. It's hard to see something like that because the official Marvel Cinematic Universe has done so many great movies to see Venom come out, and it's not part of the MCU. And I'm like, uh, why is it not part? You know, that's that's off-brand. I don't know about this, right? And... I don't know, man. I mean, I've seen all the Marvel movies and I love them. And to know that this one is not part of it and then to know that Venom has a character in this movie. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he has no relation to Spider-Man in this movie, right? No, not in this movie. Yeah, but it's his origin story, so it doesn't really have to. I mean, that's so. I mean, that's weird as someone who's read the comics and is familiar with the character. It's like there is no Venom without Spider-Man, so how does that even work? I mean, clearly they must make it work in the movie, but... Well, I don't know that. You know, it's a symbiote. What's a symbiosis? Symbi- symbiote. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's from outer space. So they essentially just take that part and just make that the focus that like, oh, there's something from outer space and it's attached itself to humans. Right. Does he still have the white spider design on his chest? No. He's a solid black. Yeah. I mean, there's some like white tricks. Exactly. If, yeah, I mean, if there's no Spider-Man, then why would he have the white? the white spider in his chest? But yeah, Right. Maybe sense. he gets it later. I don't know. All I know is it's like a funny buddy like a buddy cop in a way. And the fact that Venom has its own, his own entity and talks to, you know, um, uh, Eddie Brock, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. So again, it has Jenny Slate in it, which I love, but she really is underused. And um, I just went in with zero expectations and had a pretty, pretty good time with it. So, well, I mean, my time is so limited. If I like a lot of free time, maybe I would give it a whirl just for funsies and see what happened. But like, I got to be really selective about the stuff that I see because I just don't have, that much free time and that one did not make the cut 
Uh, well, speaking of things that you do have time for, you saw Spider Verse, and you yeah. saw we had we had an opportunity to do one thing today as a family, so we went to go see Into the Spider Verse, and that movie kicked ass. That movie was amazing. Sweet. Uh, I, I I was hoping it was going to be good. Saw the trailers from a while ago, and real interested in seeing um, Miles Morales kind of, you know, make his ascent as the new as a new Spider Man. I don't know that necessarily Peter Parker is going to be gone, but I know that a lot of people are interested in Miles. I mean, number one, because he's like he's not white, so he kind of represents a different face of the Marvel universe. He's you know maybe more relatable to the younger people uh, because he's not you know he's not tied up with like Mary Jane and not thinking about kids and kind of finding his own way. So it's kind of like a reboot of the whole Spider Man mythos. Yeah. Uh, for a new generation, and I—I I mean, I—I I, I thought it was going to be good. I was hoping it was going to be good, and it was like it was like like this is my expectation right here, and it was like way up here. Like it was so good. I mean, I can't believe how good it was. I'm—you got to go see it, dude. I will. I 100% will. And the expectation again is that right? So you were like, you had pretty good expectations, but it went above it because you kept them kind of in check. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. I—I I just I know that I'm going to like it. Um, it's, it's so much better than you think it is. Like, I don't know what your expectations are, but whatever it is, it's better than that. And I mean, now definitely. you're making them higher. See, but now you're making them higher than they but were. It's good. I'm not even worried about it because whatever your expectation is, it's already better than that. Like, it's so good. I mean, it was. Wait, wait, so, wait. so you're saying no matter how excited I get, I will never reach the level that it's going to. You will never be as excited as that movie is going to be good. Wow. That is going to be at least one notch. That was so, so good. I Maybe. wish I could talk about it, but I think that. Half the enjoyment is just not knowing what's yeah. going to unfold. No. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but yeah. man, I was just like, "Holy shit, this is like an amazing movie!" I tell you what, though, talk about night and day. Venom, my expectations were zero or maybe negative five, and <laughs> you just set my expectations for this to like one hundred and five, and it better be at least. It'll be above it, dude. I have no no doubt. It's really good. Here's so. an expectation that went lower than mine. Uh, well, I started with a high expectation, and it went down. Okay, so that's kind of the third thing. So we, we went with no expectation, Venom, and I liked it. You went with pretty good expectation, and it was even more. This is a pretty high expectation for me, Spider-Man for PS4, for yeah. console. Uh, and my expectation, you know, I definitely don't like it. Um, maybe, okay, I can't say I don't like it at all, but I don't like it that much. Interesting. Now, you're kind of way more of an open world guy than I am. I actually did like but I kind of knew I would not like it. Why did you not like it? Well, um, I love open world, but I kind of did myself a disservice in the fact that I recently came from Just Cause 4, which I'm also playing. Okay. And I know that might bring up a lot of uh, interesting conversation for people, but yes, it is pretty much more of Just Cause 3, but I love Just Cause, and it has a tornado and you know really great physics that are all messed up and weird, but really fun. Well, I mean, you got me a tornado, so... Oh, you can ride a tornado. Literally, I just put up a GIF of me, like, surfing a tornado. Oh, really? <laughs> so fun. Anyways, besides the endless GIFs that it makes and just really fun it is, A, I'm basically going to talk about both reviews really quickly together. Yeah, yeah. In Just Cause 4, I feel like a superhero. I'm 100% a superhero. I can fly because you have a wingsuit. And yeah. as long as you maneuver with your, you know, grappling hook thing, you can pretty much go anywhere without touching the ground very much. And you can attach people like webs uh, to like explosives and they blow up or planes to other planes or helicopters to the ground. Grappling hook thing. Yeah, definitely one of the right. hallmarks of Just Cause. Yeah, for so sure. I'm flying around Just Cause 4 with an open world that is, yes, 
broken at times, but also pretty much anything can happen. You know, a car could careen off the road and blow up and hit a cow and some other thing happens, a barn falls over. But the minute I got to Spider-Man, there's literally no physics. And, you know, you're walking around um, the, the science lab or something and, you you know, everything's locked down. It's like glued down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it 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 would did me a disservice by playing that where I was a I feel kind of indestructible because you can take a lot of damage and just mm-hmm. cause um, like literally blow up and you're like eh, feeling okay, okay. feeling yeah. fine and then um, and then I get to Spider Man no physics except trash cans you can throw and then uh, and then I kept dying like mm. a lot have you played it yet yeah I played I played a fair amount of it I mean not. A lot, but I mean, I played enough to know that I didn't like it. Um, you didn't I, like it for other reasons, I'm guessing, but I mean, those reasons. I I get what you're saying for sure. It's a very controlled experience in some ways, which if you just come off of something that's wild and woolly like a Just Cause, I can see that it wouldn't scratch the same itch for sure. Uh, I mean, for me, it was like, I'm kind of against open world games just in general, unless they really make the case of why it's an open world game. I mean, something like The Witcher 3, really makes the case for why it needs to be open world. That game was amazing, really used the open world well, and it was um, a great experience all the way through. But if it's just an open world where it's just like tons of area to traverse, and it's stuffed full of just like stuff without any real purpose to it. I mean, I know that like, you know, web swinging is real fun. I mean, you know, that was fun, legitimately for like an hour, just swinging around on webs. It's a pretty good time. Mm. But once the newness of the web swinging wears off, and you take a look at the map, and it's just like a thousand dots on your map of just stuff. Yep. I kind of really just burned out. I mean, like collecting fifty or seventy-five backpacks or whatever. Oh, like backpacks, come on. To, yeah, you're just going to a point and picking up a thing for like no real reason, or like you know, uh, fighting the same crime over and over and over, and fighting the 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 bad guy hangouts over and over and over. And I was like, this is, it doesn't feel worthwhile it doesn't feel like a good use of my time because i'm just repeating the same tasks over and over and i mean i might have i might have even been okay just mainlining it but it's like you have to do a lot of that crap to unlock your powers and unlock the suits yep and i just didn't want to do that i wanted to just keep progressing and you know i'm like i don't want to play the game if i can't unlock anything if i can't get more powers if i can't really level up any i'm getting just like the baseline experience without engaging in the rest of the world but the rest of the world was kind of just filler and I just don't have that kind of time, you know, that's, that's so that's such a good point because you do a lot of the same type of taking over bases and just cause, but you have no idea what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I might literally fall out of a helicopter, land in some, you know, uh, back of a truck somewhere, uh, you know, blow up a missile base, uh, you know, somehow survive and go into the water, jump on a boat and whatever. Right. But that's yeah. still the same type of rinse and repeat thing, like go take over a base. And Spider-Man is doing that same thing, but there's no difference. It's just like, like you said, it's literally rinse and repeat. I um, mean, the, the freedom to approach something any way you want to, I think, is a, is a pretty interesting thing all by itself. I mean, when I played uh, God, Far Cry Primal, I haven't played that for a long time, but that was another open world one where I really kind of enjoyed that one. And when you take over bases, you're taking over a lot of bases or, you know, what passes for a base in prehistoric times, with like a campfire. With a couple of dudes around it, it's a base, yeah, yeah. But, you know. But still, I mean, you could use your pets. You could fly in from above. You could use your owl to kill guys. I mean, there was physics going on, different approaches you could have. So at least that would give it some variety. So I understand what you're saying about just cause. Yeah, it felt like it was very prescribed. Just a lot of boxes to check off, and you know, I, it's not a bad game, but it's not something that I really want to get into. And it didn't really excite me. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, convinced to like hundred percent it like a lot of my friends did. 
Yeah, it's funny when you said that thing like uh, you just saw uh, like a whole map with a bunch of dots on it. I was reminded of something like Pac-Man or something, you know, just like <laughs> just go get the things, right? Like yeah. that's what you're doing. You're just going to get things. And yeah, I know. I hear like a lot of the story stuff is is kind of cool and like unexpectedly cool. Um, but you got to get it through all that crap to do it. And my number one thing is this. I was my second like take over this area, beat these yeah. guys up area. Second one. And I was running away because I was dying. Yeah, I was like Spider-Man shouldn't run away. You There's a lot I mean? of combat. There's a lot of combat in Spider-Man. I feel like they rely on it like too much. I, I noticed I was doing quite a bit of combat, and I died at, at some at first. And it gets easier as you get a couple of power-ups, and you know, you get a little stronger. So if that makes sense, fine. But like, even with that stuff in, I was just like, I'm just beating up too many goons. Like, I just don't think it's right. that fun to beat up a million goons. So. Right. Yeah, I know I'm out of it. I, I, didn't, I didn't play too much. And it goes back to not to, you know, belabor the point, but it goes back to the idea of like when I was doing Spider-Man, I was hitting, you know, punch button up in the air, punch, 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 punch. It's the same combo. Okay, that gets rid of him. And by the way, Spider-Man should be able to punch somebody once, but whatever. I know. Uh, <laughs> and then, it, yeah, and then it just caused, again, I don't know what weapon I have in my hand. I don't even know which weapon's on the ground. I got to pick up a, a new weapon. Oh, this one shoots like a totally different gun. And now I can't even use the gun because I'm like out of ammo. So I have to run away for a minute and then blow up this destructible environment. So the building falls on the bad guy. I don't know. It's just cause four is much cooler than people are giving it credit for. I guess that's what I'm saying. I haven't tried it yet. I mean, I was a pretty big fan of just cause one and two, um, three, not so much um, Four. I don't know that I'm up for it, but I have had a good time with the series in the past. So, I mean, what you're saying makes sense to me. I can see that happening. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, before we leave video games, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, it definitely isn't a quick talk, and I'm sure you've already talked about it on your podcast. No, yeah. I haven't played it at all. I haven't even touched it. What? I have, like, zero desire to play it right now. So. And you have zero desire to play Well, it is a time suck, that's for sure. Yeah, like, literally everyone that I know is like, oh, my God, it takes forever to do anything, and this game is really huge, and I'm just like, I just... Right. Yeah. I can't right now because I have a life. I've got a wife. I've got a kid. I've got end of the year, game of the year stuff to do. I've got a, a website to run. I'm like, I don't have time for that right now. I just don't. I'm going to give you a quick game to play that you can play very quickly after. So I'll give you that suggestion in a minute and the audience that's listening. Sure. Um, but also my quick synopsis is Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of my favorite games I've probably ever played. Uh, it's equal to Skyrim in the way that, yes, it is slow. And if you have time, uh, it is this epic world you lose yourself in. Um, I've been going through a lot of craziness lately, uh, like we all are, uh, stress in our life. And it's it was an excellent uh, godsend to just go into this uh, past and live out this world of Arthur and what he went through and uh, his story. And no spoiler, but there's like kind of two extra parts after the story's over. Um, and it is something I haven't seen in a video game before. Uh, very, very uh, interesting on how it did it. So um, anybody who's thinking about it, like you said earlier, have some time. And if you have some time, uh, 100%. It's like one of my favorite games. I have a copy of it. I just haven't, I just literally haven't even touched it yet. I mean, maybe like after the new year when things, you know, kind of die off in February and March and nothing's really coming out and, you know, I'm caught up on game critic stuff. I don't have any reviews due. Maybe I'll yeah. pop it in. But I mean, to be honest though, dude, I wasn't a huge fan of the first Red Dead. Um, I thought it was okay for a while, but I've, part of the thing about an open world is like, it's tough to tell a specific narrative 
while giving the player the freedom to do what they want. Um, some games can pull it off, some games can't. And like in, in the first Red Dead, I remember wondering why am I doing the stuff that these people are telling me to? Like I'm John Marston and I should be able to do what I want and I've got the story and I want to get my wife and kid back and I'm like the flunky for all these dipshits out in the old west and I'm you know basically the errand boy. So like the 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 story didn't jibe for me and I couldn't really get into it. I hear people say this one is better. So that's it good. I mean, I, yeah. 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 And you know what's interesting is that I didn't finish the first one ever. And as soon as I finished this one, uh Red Dead Two, I went and started Red Dead One because um again it's it's a minor spoiler, but it it's obviously a prequel, Red Dead. Right. It said pretty openly it leads into the first one. Yeah. So because it leads in the first one, I was like, Oh my goodness, I need to go back. And what was very interesting, and I don't know if this has been talked about too much on podcasts, but it's it was the literally the best way to get me excited about a game because knowing all the information that happened in that prequel i mean i was with that game for 50 60 hours at least um i was so well informed for the the next game which was the first game and it made me every single sentence they said and i played like maybe the first third of that game before every sentence was like oh i know exactly what they're talking about because i was just there Right, right, right. I was, I know what they're talking about with everybody that you know. So, um, where were yeah. you playing on? Where were you playing that on? Uh, Red Dead One. Yeah. Uh, on PlayStation Now. Oh, okay. So you download. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, which oh, is, I God. mean, talk about PS4 plug. Um, I finished up Red Dead Two. Literally loaded up PlayStation Now, and there was Red Dead sitting there on the homepage. Oh, and of course it was. I mean, why wouldn't it be? That makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it's an amazing prequel. Um, probably the best one I've ever played. That got me so well informed. And you're right, though. Uh, as I was messing around in Red Dead uh, One, I was like, "Yeah, but I just know where you came from, and I know your stress and stuff. You shouldn't be doing these little menial tasks." Um, so you're right <laughs> there, and I feel like Two did a better job of that. People tell me that Two does a better job, which is good because that was really my big sticking point. I mean. John Marston, the character of Red Dead One, he had some real important things to do, and he ended up like doing literally every single other thing in the yep. West yep. before he got to the thing that he was supposed to do. Made me crazy that he yeah. was not getting back to task, and I, I was like, I can't do that. It, it, it doesn't do that. Two does not do that. I mean, Good. there's definitely parts where you can go off, and at some point, I just mainlined it as much as I could. And yeah, the, the whole thing is really trying. Two is really trying to tell the story about Arthur and the whole gang and stuff, and it. You really care about everybody in the gang. It's not just you. It doesn't you feel like a solo game? It feels like a, like a group, like a party, like an RPG party, um, mm. and you care about everybody who's who's in that party and what happens to them. So every move you make isn't like a, just a fetch quest. You can do those too, but in general, it wasn't like that. So that's cool. Yeah. When it, when things die down, I'll check it out. I just yeah. If I take it out right now, the rest of my year is over, and I I can't afford to do that right now. No, no, no. That's fine. Uh, here's a game you can play that's really quickly and it comes out. Uh, hopefully, uh, maybe right now. Uh, you know how the PS4 has games come out at 9 p.m. Pacific time sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's up right now, but if not midnight, if not tomorrow. But Nippon Marathon, which I've talked about before. Um, I don't know if I'm video game break, but are you familiar with Nippon Marathon? I think I read like one PR email, but I don't know anything about it. The name sounds familiar, but that's about it. I don't know anything about it. It's similar to Running Wild, which was a PlayStation One running racing game. Yeah, where you, you, were, you were animal people in like a yeah. foot race running. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, the game sucked. 
I wanted yeah. it to be good, but it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. And it was also PlayStation 1 era, and the physics totally. and stuff were just whack. But this is um, a game like that where you dress up in these weird costumes. It's very Japanese talk show or TV show kind of style. Um, like all those crazy Japanese competition shows, you're you know one of four or five characters, and you've got a race to the end. And I can't explain why it's so good, but there's physics. Um, weird stuff happens. Little dogs come out and bite at your legs. Pineapples are thrown. You have power-ups like Mario. Um, you can get on a little thing and fly for parts of the map. Um, just madness happens, and continual things get thrown in your way where funny physics things will like happen to your body, and you'll fall over in weird ways. Um, it is one of the most fun I've ever had in like a game like that, and I generally don't like racing like just for the sake of racing. Right. Um, but also... It just came out with um, its full game because it was in alpha before, and now it's got a story mode. So I'm very excited to see what crazy story they have. Um, and real quickly to kind of finish up after or during the race, uh, sometimes a TV show host will come out and just stop the race and have everybody answer questions. And whatever questions, how you answer the questions, the audience decides which one's the best answer. Um, and they're really, really wacky stuff. And then you get like extra time or bonuses for that. So it is just an insane game with crazy physics. And um, I love it a lot. And it's and cool PS4? to play. Well, it sounds like a PC game, but it's on PS4. It's a Steam game first. And it's just coming out on PS4 tonight and, and Switch and maybe Xbox. It's on the consoles, including Switch tonight. Um, the time of this recording is the 16th. So basically the 17th. Uh, and then it's on Steam right now. All right, it's it's in my inbox. I've got like, I mean, I get like literally like 200 emails a day at least of games to look at, and I'm like, I saw it and I didn't read it because you know that tonight's my night to use my inbox. So when I go and uh, do my email tonight, I'll be like, oh yes, that game that Carlos told me about. I'm gonna actually read this one and not delete it. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, and and Wendy thanks you too. I talked to the social media person over there, and uh, oh, okay. it's yeah, it's just real stupid and fun. Um, because it's supposed to be. Oh, there's a bowling thing where you can throw yourself down a bowling like lane and hit the pins. Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> anyway, times. Um, give me a couple of game picks that you're liking right now. Oh man, um, right now I'm playing Below, which just came out. Oh, I was supposed to start that tonight. How is it? It's interesting, man. Um, I first saw it five years ago at PAX. Oh. I mean, they made they debuted it in 2013, and uh, that was before I bought my Xbox One. And at that time, uh, you know, Cappy was like, they're a good studio. I actually, I, I've, I've had a long relationship with them, uh, like since the beginning, since they were on consoles. I was uh, real tight with Nathan Vela, like they're the president or the leader of their studio for a long time. Um, so we know each other fairly well, and I saw this game coming out for Xbox One. I didn't have an Xbox One at the time, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is Xbox One exclusive, and it's from Cappy. I love those guys. I love their games. I'm going to have to buy this game, so I'm going to have to buy an Xbox One. And so I bought an Xbox One for Below, Whoa. But, also, but also for uh, D4, which was from Swery65. I love mm -hmm. Swery65. Yes, yeah. It's awesome. a boy, right? Like, I love that dude. So I'm like, here's two people who I need to play their games, and it's only on Xbox One. I got to get an Xbox One, right? And like both those games were delayed. D4 took a long time to come out. It came out unfinished because of reasons. Wasn't that great of a game? Not Swery's best game. Whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, but at least I'll have Below, right? Yeah, okay, 
five years later. <laughs> so you got out. system sellers and didn't get this, the games for the dude. That is exactly true. And that was, that was exactly the thing that happened with, um, Oh my God, that happened with me with the Saturn because when the Saturn came out back in the day, before I got the Saturn, one of the games that was heavily promoted as a system seller was Police Knots, which was the sequel to Snatcher. You remember Snatcher mm-hmm. back in the day? I was like, oh my God, I love Snatcher, one of my favorite games of all time, and the sequel is going to be on the Saturn. I got to get a Saturn. I don't care what else is on the Saturn. I'm getting a Saturn because I'm playing Police Knots. Guess what? Police Knots never came out for Saturn. You don't have good luck with this, man. This is I like- do not. You not have good luck with this shit. Wait, when Anyways, you had a switch, did you, when you had a switch, what did you get for that, and did it come out at, at the right time? Um, I got a switch just because. I, I don't think there was any one thing that okay. I was looking forward to. I was just like, whatever, I need one because this is the Vita Part Two. Yeah, and I love the Vita, and that is one hundred percent what happened. It is the Vita Part Two, so I'm, I'm in on the switch. The switch is good stuff. Um, so below. below, below, getting back to below, um, it's interesting, and I. Don't know if I like it or not. I can't tell. It's a roguelike. It's a kind of a Diablo isometric camera. Graphics are zoomed out real far. Your dude is about like this big on the screen. So you're kind of, I'm like, I'm like scooting forward to my TV, like getting real close to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you go into a, like a labyrinth or an underground cave or something. You don't know why you're there. You don't know who you are. You don't know what's going on and it doesn't tell you anything. But I'm like, okay, you know, mystery, sure, I'll figure it out. You start playing, and then you find out pretty quickly there's crafting. Um, you pick up weapons. I mean, like, it's roguelike. You, you die real fast. There's a lot of stuff that'll kill you in one hit, which is kind of a bummer. And then you become, like, a new character. So, like, you're, you don't revive. It's just, like, you die permanently. Your corpse stays there. Somebody new shows up. You can go and, like, find your old corpse, get your stuff back. I mean, not, I mean it's, the, it's the, the stuff from the old guy becomes the stuff for the new guy. Yep. You know, um, and that's kind of what you do. You just kind of go through the levels. It's it seems very much like a template for how you would do a roguelike game, like the base. Somebody I was talking to, uh, Maya Sinclair from Twitter, a good friend of mine, described it as like um, like a soup base, where like it's the starting thing, but you got to add, you know, turnips and beef and spices, and then it makes the soup right. So this game is like the soup starter. But there's no real characterization. There's no real story. The graphics are real small, so it's hard to feel connected to your character. There's no understanding of like why you're doing what you're doing, really. So mm-hmm. I understand how to play it, but I don't really feel very connected to it. And getting one hit killed a couple of times has really kind of put some cold water on the whole thing. So Yeah, you know, me and roguelikes. Yeesh. You're not a roguelike, dude, man. It's you're just not. the graphics look so amazing. We've been waiting for these. I feel like... Both of us have been shown this game so long ago, and it was always the graphics that got me in. It's very yeah. atmospheric, but like once you're playing it, it just it kind of just starts to feel like generic and random at once. Like it's Damn it. maybe I mean I'm only it, I'm, I'm not too far into it, but like it's just caves. Like there's nothing really going on. It's really dark. Caves are super dark, and the monsters are just like red specks on the screen. It just feels very distant and kind of cold and. I'm having a hard time finding a way to feel really connected to it. Like I just don't have the connection. So that's kind of where I'm landing on below right now. I'm a little, that's a little below expectations. Hello. Mm. Here all night. See what I'm talking about the comedy people. You'll see this live. <laughs> Try the fish and tip your waitress, please. I'll be here all week. You'll be here all week. Oh, by the way, when they said, I've heard comedians say, I'll be here all night. That's like the classic one. I'll be here all week. I mean, that's a commitment. 
when you're out in the Poconos doing a really shit, you know, gig somewhere and, you know, you got nothing else to do. You're going to yeah. be there all week. Yeah. Or you're on like on a cruise ship. Cause that's totally. Cool. Yep. Yeah. You got nowhere to go. I'll be here all week. People. I can't leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, and remember that I'm going to write that down. That might be a sketch. See, this is what's going to happen. The podcast is going to inspire the sketches and the sketches might inspire the podcast. Could be like a circle of life kind of a thing. You never yeah. know. Hey, um, my question to you, not about below, because I guess that's below expectations, but um, did you have one other game? Yeah, I was going to jump back into uh, the council tonight. Have you played the council at all? I have not, but that sounds familiar. Uh, it is a Telltale-like game. Uh, I forget who the studio is that puts it out. I think this is their first game. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, and it's uh, it's very much like uh, yeah, I'm sure you played many of the Telltale games in the past, right? Yep. yep. So it's like that same structure. Your character is third person. You're walking around um, small environments, but you're free to go where you want. You can talk to people. Basically, what happens is it's like in the uh, I don't know the 1800s or something like that. So everybody still has like the frilly clothes and the powdered wigs and stuff like back in yeah. the day, like way way back in the day. Um, and so you go to this island. And on the island, there is like Napoleon and George Washington and a couple other people like that are actual historical figures from real life. And they're there. And you find out that, you know, all the people who talk about like the Illuminati or like have a secret society that controls the path of the world. Like this is those guys. And you go to their meeting and you were part of that meeting. And it's a real thing that happens. Wow. So you um, are like this French guy who shows up for reasons I won't get into here, but you're taking part in this meeting. And so you're talking to all these figures from history and there's a lot of political intrigue going on. Somebody gets killed at the meeting. And so it kind of becomes like a detective story and you're kind of just kind of going through and figuring out what's what it's very political, very um, mystery oriented, very detective like, but the thing about it is um, it takes the whole telltale formula and kicks it up like an entire notch because you have stats, you have skills and the game saves every like five seconds or something like that. So every time you make a choice, like that's it. Like you can't go back on it. Uh, and when people come up to talk to you, you have these really intense conversations where someone's like, Hey, I'm mad at you because X, Y, Z reason. What are you going to do about it? And then you have like all these choices, like a telltale game, but whatever you pick, that's your answer. And then that's it. Like you can't go back. You can't reload a save. You can't change it. So there's a lot of tension when you're talking to people because it's about, do I read this guy's affect properly? Am I understanding what his history is? Am I going to say the thing that gets him on my side, or am I going to say the thing that makes him mad? Right. And so you got to really study these characters. Um, so there's a small number of characters in the game, but you get to know them really well over the course of like five episodes. Episode five just came out last week, so I'm going to play that tonight. I'm going to come back to it and finish it up. Um, but it's, it's been great. Last one. Yeah, so it's now complete. You can buy the whole the whole season, five episodes. I've seen it on sale for as low as like 20 bucks for all five, which is a crazy price. for. I mean, I think this game is great. It's going to be on my top ten of the year for sure. And you think um, there's multiple endings then because of those choices, I'm guessing. Yeah, there is. Uh, one of the writers at Game Critics, uh, Dan Weissenberger, he's playing it also. And we've been kind of in touch about like what are choices I've made, where are the choices you made. And right now we're like at wildly different places. Like there's a yeah. lot of branches. Yeah. Crazy stuff can happen. Like people can be alive or people can be dead or something can happen to you, but it might not happen to him. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can go with it. I really like it. And I'm looking it up. It's Big Bad Wolf uh, who worked on there it. There you go. And they, yeah, they mention RPG elements in uh, an episodic adventure. And that is what you just said. So um, this idea of leveling and skills with those kind of quick uh, decisions is really fun sounding. I think I'm going to buy it tonight. 
It's really, really good, dude. Now, I will give you fair warning. The puzzles are... I am not smart enough for the puzzles. The puzzles are brain busters. But, like, don't let that dissuade you. Just look up an FAQ real quick. Because I think just talking to the people, doing the RPG part, being in the world, is really, really fucking cool and great and good. Um, I just... The puzzles are extremely challenging. So just look them up if you get there. Don't don't let yourself be stuck with the puzzles. Cool. Okay, I will. Um, and, yeah, I like the idea of episodic stuff. Um and I definitely like when they're all done and it's like already out. So I can just essentially yeah. binge watch, but binge play a game. Yeah, you can do the whole thing. I mean, uh, Corey, who is my uh, co-host of the Soviet Games podcast, he has been hearing me talk about this for four episodes. He bought it, I think, yesterday and he's played through the entire thing. So he actually he waited until like yesterday to start playing the game and he finished it before I even got to finish it. I've been playing this game Whoa. for like the last eight months and I got to, I got to hurry up and play number five tonight. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well I'll play it too. And then we can uh, talk about it. Uh, yeah. It's good stuff though. Let me know if you dip into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check it out tonight and also kind of jumping out of video games for a second, the idea of binging stuff um, in general, YouTube has, you know, made these original shows and you have to have this premium membership, to to watch them um i joined a while ago for karate kid which is phenomenal i heard it was good i heard it was good it's very good and then i just kind of let my subscription hang out even though they didn't have you know shows that i really wanted Uh, but they had like some of that functionality that was cool like you know you can keep listening to the video and even when your phone's closed or whatever um but then came along this show it just came out called Champagne Ill, um, and it is ridiculous. And if you like Workaholics or this show called Idiot Sitter, this kind of weird humor, um, it's like that. And it's it feels like a standalone Comedy Central show, Adult Swim show. It's like very good. And, you know, people are, isn't really synonymous. YouTube isn't synonymous with um, that kind of programming, I don't think, uh, especially the original stuff. And this just blew me away. I just finished it tonight. Again, it's 10 episodes. It's all out now. And it it takes a surprising turn, but it's about two guys who, you know, join up to kind of with this rap crew. And then something happens where they can't be a part of it anymore. No spoilers. And they're like, oh, wait, we don't have any talent. Like, what are we doing with our lives? And they've got to kind of reinvent themselves and stuff. Um, it's just, it's, it's, I don't want to say masterfully done, but it's very well done. Uh, and it's called Champagne Ill. And it's a reason, like a system seller, like you said, for Xbox, it's a reason to get the YouTube subscription. Hmm. I've not heard of that, but uh, yeah. I'll have to put it on my list. I've got like a list of like a billion shows to watch that I don't have time to watch. Oh, but I maybe know. Like when I'm in a retirement home with my <laughs> wife and our kids are growing up yeah. and kicking it, we'll just, you know, we'll go through our list of stuff and get caught up on everything from 20 years ago. Yeah, but it'll still be new to you. Totally, yeah. Absolutely. I think every time I say stuff on this show, I'm mainly never telling it for the guests. I'm basically telling it for the rest of the world who has time, because <laughs> a lot of people that I talk to on the show, you know, we're yeah, we're slammed with stuff or creating stuff, uh, and so yeah. when you do that, it's hard. Um, and it, real quick before we leave that idea, um, and you might whatever you say might become a sketch. Uh, any sort of shows that you have been able to pull off that are like quick ones, you know, like quick ones no man i haven't really been watching much of anything i mean i think the wife and i tried to watch the new um sabrina that appeared oh, yeah. on Netflix. did you see that i saw of it but I, I was confused i don't know i didn't see it yet 
Yeah, I mean, we watched the first couple of episodes. I thought it was interesting. I mean, the, the premise is like Sabrina the Teenage Witch from Archie Comics from yeah. the 50s, uh, I guess, uh, was remade into a show in the 90s, which I wasn't really a fan of either of those things. But I'm familiar with Archie. I mean, everybody in America is kind of probably familiar with Archie Comics, right? I mean, you see it in the grocery store. It's been around forever. I mean, I think people know what it is, basically. Um, so they take Sabrina, totally change it up. They make it real dark and real serious and real grim, but also still having a little bit of a funny side to it. So instead of being something clean cut Ar Americana Archie stuff, it's like she like like legit like Satan shows up and he's like this blood drinking monster and like everybody get like people get killed and sacrificed and there's cannibalism and there's like sex and there's all kinds of crazy shit going on but it's also kind of funny and it's also about really the core of the show is about a teenage girl who's kind of like reclaiming her independence you know like she doesn't want to serve satan but she still wants to be a witch but she's not exactly a normal girl so like where does she what's her place in the world i mean how does she get by so it's kind of about i mean a female empowerment story at, at its heart when you take away all of the the trappings and yeah. it's pretty good i mean we we like it we haven't finished it though because we just don't have the time but Whenever we watch something, that's what we're watching. I think we're about like three quarters of the way through. We've been watching like one episode a week and then we're just too busy for the rest. So yeah, public service announcement, uh, people out there who are listening, you you don't want to serve the Satan person. So good call on her for making that choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she, it uh, only leads to ruin. It's true, true. And in the show, it does not look appealing at all. It's it's portrayed as a very uh, nasty and and un, an avoidable thing. You don't want to be down with the devil, but uh, it's it's you know it's one of the main hooks of the show, and it's interesting that they went there, and it's really dark. So if you want something dark and but you want to laugh a little bit too, it's a it's a good call. By the way, before we leave shows, and I will check it out actually, just because you said that though, how weird you explained it. I I think that that darkness is kind of interesting. So if they do that right, it can be pretty cool. Um, before I leave shows and before we're pretty much done, um, Disenchantment, did you see that yet? Is that the cartoon? It's the Simpsons guy, Brent Groening's I've show. I've heard of it. No, I haven't watched I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Is it good? That's a good one to kind of like quickly in your on your phone in bed. You only have like 20 minutes or something. Um, I might go back and watch it because I liked it so much. Um, but yeah, it's Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons, working on a fantasy cartoon. And um, yeah, Eric Andre's a character in it and he's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's very good for short bursts. So I think that would work. Cool. Um, Brad, thanks for hanging out and being my return show. Um, thanks for having me back. I will be back every time you want to get your podcast up off the ground again. I'm your, oh, I'm your that guy. Sound right. <laughs> uh, now what's going to happen is this show is going to go on. It's just, uh, you know, I think what, what, when I create things, they literally do have a life of their own. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like mini chaos. And um, and it, it does get rebirthed quite a bit. But the one thing they have in common is amazing guests. Like, like me. Going. Yeah. <laughs> and you. Uh, you're always there too. Uh, and funny things. Like people laugh. Like we laugh together. And then, you know, the, hopefully we'll have that on stage. People will be laughing at things we do. Um, here, we got to do our comedy bit because I told you now you have to because you s decided that that's what I meant. I so mean, I'm not prepared. I'll do my best. I mean, you know, I, no. improv is not my strength, but we'll roll with it. Um, here's, here's the thing. I'm trying to workshop this to be a sketch. So I'll tell you my bit and then you see if you got something for it. Okay. It's more of a stand-up bit, but I'm confused by... When you go to Starbucks, 
everybody, no matter who you are, all walks of life, they, you, we all order, and I'm part of this too. We all order, and then we go over to the place where you got to pick up the, the thing, and then we immediately forget or don't know which one is our drink, right? We see cups coming down, and we're like, okay, cool. Um, is this mine? Is this one mine? Is this, uh, sorry, this doesn't have a name. Is this for Carlos? Is this for, excuse me, miss, is this mine? Is this a uh, Frappuccino mine? I ordered a mocha, but is this mine? Because I can't tell anymore because I don't know where I am. It says Jen, but is it for me? Is the one that's <laughs> Jen who's a Frappuccino, I ordered a mocha and my name's Carlos. Is this one mine? Why do we do that? <laughs> I mean, maybe you do that? I don't know. I went very specific there. That was a deep cut. That was, that was kind of specific. Um, I do like that you were you were questioning whether Jen's drink was your drink. Because, I mean, I guess it could have been. Well, that been. happens. That You haven't, like, just picked up a drink and been like, did they get the wrong name on it or something? Because, obviously, my drink is supposed to be here by now. Yeah, I mean, I have done that, though. I mean, I don't do that often. I kind of I do my best to kind of keep track. And I look, but I have made the mistake. I have picked up somebody's drink on accident. And I put it back. And then it's like, well, I hope they're going to drink it because I touched it. So, you know, maybe they're not, not you know, I got, oh, I'm that's sorry about that. I didn't touch the drink, like the part where your mouth goes, I just touched the cup, but still. Yeah. I mean, if somebody touched my drink, I'm not sure that I would want to drink it after that. So, really? I mean, it depends. Like, do they look gross? Is, is stuff on their hands? Gross? Wait, hold on. We got to define gross first. Like, if you look at someone and they look gross and scary, if you would you not, if you, if you don't want to stand next to that person and they touch your drink, do they smell want to drink urine drink? or something? Are they like, is possibly? Possibly. Okay. It could happen, but like looks, I don't know what look could be. If someone looks like their hands might be dirty, if you look like a, a person who might have dirty hands, then I'm going to stay away from that. Okay. Dirty hands is, that's a very specific, I, I would go with you on that. All right. There anyway, you go. I don't think that, <laughs> there's something there. I'm just trying to, it's just funny how everybody does it at least once, maybe not to the extent that I just explained, but like we go, we get very confused. We're like, we just need it and we want it now. And we're just like so frustrated why we don't have it. And then other drinks are in front I think of you us. were pretty close to that, Manny. I think that was a pretty good bit, actually. Like, you had me laughing at the gen part. They kind of cracked me up. So, all right. I heard no laughing. All right. I believe you. No, like, it was like internal in my head laughing. Like, it was good. You know, let's, I, hope, I, that, I, let's hope that happens. Let's hope that happened January 10th at our first live show where everybody just laughs internally. That'll be a seller. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. My, my my youngest son is nine years old, and he's very into comedy. He is very. He's a funny guy. We have we have raised him from from birth to be a funny guy. We've talked about the structure of a joke. We talk about the timing. We talk about what you need to have for a joke to work. So we've really like broken it down. Yeah. And we have like a rating. We have a rating system for him too. So like he'll try out some material, and he'll be like, "Well, how'd I do?" And we're like, "Oh, that was you know oh, that was that was okay. That was like a bronze. Yeah, that's not so good." Or you know, oh, if like if I if I cry, he's made me cry a couple times because it's Whoa. so funny. Like that's a, that's like a platinum. I'm like, man, good job. Oh, so you platinum is the top. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best. And the worst is like dirt. I'm like, if I just stare at him and I'm like, you disgust me. That's dirt. Oh, Get out of here. Dirt. That is a crazy <laughs> scale. Imagine it's the a pretty good scale though. He's, he's motivated. He wants to get the upper ranks because he knows he knows it's not good to be a dirt. So it's also interesting. It's like talk about expectations. You're like, listen, at least it wasn't dirt, you know? I mean, totally, totally. Yeah. If he's having a bad day and he knows all he can get is like a couple bronze out of me, he's good with that because he knows you got to work. You can't a couple bronze. That is, free. that is the most adorable comedy story I've ever heard. And I'm going to somehow make that a sketch. Okay, there you go. See, make this is what this podcast is about. Can I, sketch. Do I have, 
Do you have your permission to use that? Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Can you give me the levels? Dirt. There's a bronze. There's a. It's like dirt is the worst. It goes bronze, silver, gold. Gold is when I'm having a real good laugh, but platinum is like when I'm I'm crying and platinum. I can't stop laughing. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, uh, you and your son. That's going to be a sketch. You bet. You bet. Free. Yeah. For free. Yeah. It is for free. Hey, I gave you something for free earlier. What did I give you? Um. Well, a bunch of Email? stuff. <laughs> I did give you an email for free. I didn't even charge you. Uh, Brad Galloway is on Twitter at. I am at Brad Galloway, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's. No O's. Get them out of here. And also, the So Video Games podcast is on your iTunes and all the other places you can get it. Stitcher. It's on SoundCloud. It's on all those places. And yeah, come see me. Are you on the Anchor yet? I don't think so. I don't think we've had any requests for Anchor. I don't oh, believe so. They're pretty I'll great. I'll look into it. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but come hey. see my stuff at Game Critics. I'm the editor of Game Critics as well. Also Game on Instagram. Yeah, check it out. Uh, thank you, Brad. And then also, what was I just going to say about that? You tell me. Uh, I forgot. I'm going to go check out the console. I'm very excited about the console. It's good stuff. Check it out. Just get an FAQ for those puzzles because they will kick your ass. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Yeah, just just move on. Just get the good stuff and just move on. Don't get stuck. I will. And oh, yeah. And check out Nippon Marathon in your email. I'm going to read that email tonight. Yeah. Okay, Brad, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for listening to the a, a Lot of Things Podcast, which is back. Uh, these will be digital uh, up on Anchor and iTunes and all those places, as well as I'm on Twitter, ONAWA. And the podcast for the Twitter, the Twitter podcast is A Lot of Things Pod, which isn't really roll off the tongue, but whatever. Uh, come out to January 10th, our live show at the rendezvous, January 10th, 9 p.m. And that's it. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. And have a good rest of your evening, Brad Galloway. Thank you. And it's good to be back. And welcome back to you. Hey, I don't know what that means. Yeah.